Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to Kicks. Today we have another legend. He's been on our TV screens for the last 40 years or so. My guy, Leon. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Good to be here. Man, um, thanks again for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure to play homage to legends like yourself, and especially legends from Brooklyn. So, it's always an honor for me. <laughs> Alright, man, so like you've been in the game for like almost 40 years or so like do you ever just sit back and think about the influence you had on um on past generations like my generation um i don't really you know i don't really concern myself with um those type of things because you know it's a lot of um, it's a lot of pressure you put yourself for me it's about doing good work it's about doing memorable work and i think that if you do good memorable work it will inspire others and um, so I basically simplify things as well in my life. I try to make it, to make things as simple as possible. It all starts with good work, being dedicated to what you do, um, doing memorable work, and then, you know, you bounce your influence many people who either want to do what you want to do or are just inspired by what you do. You know, you you mentioned, you know, inspiration. Like, who kind of inspired you to, you know, kind of dip into acting? Wow, you know, I don't know, I don't really know if there was any one person that inspired me to dip my toes into acting. It kind of, um, I was kind of discovered. But um, I think if there was anybody that made me ever want to do a show or anything, I guess when I was young, I was sleeping in the Elvis Presley movies. I used to see Elvis Presley, I was like, wait a second now. <laughs> You're looking, he gets to kiss all the pretty girls, he gets to sing. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, you may be on to something. <laughs> Did you see the movie that just came out uh, a while back? Oh, the Elvis movie? Yeah. You know, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I want to see it. It looks like it was a, um, very well done production. You know, a a lot of people was giving me flack because I was saying, you know, Elvis was nothing but a glorified uh, lounge singer. Oh, well, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if they got people that's imitating you, and not just one person, like a whole bunch, I mean, like... Millions. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. 
But that's just me, though. So there's people, there's people, there's people that don't even think he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's and like, he, he's that, he's like that legend. Yeah, him and um, Tupac. Well, we definitely want to talk about <laughs> um, Pac and Lennon. You know, it's been like I don't want to date myself. It's almost been like 25 years plus since above the rim. Like, how many people like still stop you in the street and like reference something from the movie? Well, I have to be honest with you. I mean, I have about five or six movies that people yell things at me all the time. So it's hard to say how many yell above the rim over Cool Runnings or The Temptations or Five Heartbeats. It's hard. So they definitely, they definitely talk about above the rim. That's for sure. Especially you know, in the inner city, you know, where, where they kind of uh, captured that culture. You know? Like, what do you remember most about? You know, filming above the rim. That it was really cold outside when we were out there in the parks. And you know, it's funny because I'm out there balling in the thermal in corduroys, and and all the other players were envious of me. <laughs> they were like, "Man, I wish I had that on right now." <laughs> That's how cold it was when we were shooting. You know, and what I like most now about Above the Rim, like, when I go back and look at it, I kind of like the greediness and the rawness about the movie, like, because now, because, like, everything is, like, HD and 4K this and 10K that. That's just me, though. That's what I like more about, like, old movies, like, Above the Rim, the greediness. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, a movie, a movie like Above the Rim, which takes place in the inner city, it needs to have, it needs to be shot in a gritty way, to some degree, because that's the life it's portraying, so. Um, I think that, you know, however movie shot, the, the effect that it has um, cinematography-wise, you know, should always capture, you know, the background or whatever the um, places the movie's taking place, where the movie's taking place. You know, it's kind of a shame that the city don't look like that no more. What do you mean the city doesn't look like that anymore? It's mostly like doggy daycares and um, Starbucks. Oh yeah, you know, well this, you can't, you, you can't, nothing's gonna stay the same. Not you, me, or the world. So we have to always just roll with the changes and make the most. All right, so like you work with, with Pac on um, Above the Rim, like do you think if he was still alive today, like he would have, you know, kind of like left Laugh alone eventually and just trans and transition into acting and like creating films like, like other rappers, like, um, like Cube and um, 50 Cent? I, 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 I didn't see that in him. I didn't see that entrepreneurial side of him like the way you see your, you know, uh, 50 or Ice Cube or, I mean, that's not, I, I didn't see that. Now, of course, he could have been off the top, but he seemed as though he was going deeper and deeper into, um, you know, what he was doing more into the rap game, more into the street game, you know, um, it's a shame because he could have left that alone. Um, he had so much time on the charisma, you know, safe to see any young boy go down. You know, um, I read somewhere that the character Birdie was kind of um, based off of Haitian jazz. I'm sorry, can you hold on one second? Yeah. Yeah, just that's some noise. Sorry about that. 
Yeah, I was saying like um, I read somewhere that like Birdie was kind of based off of um, Haitian Jack. Did Jack or any other like real life um, gangsters at the time like ever pull up to the set and say, "Oh, um, you say this that way, or you do this another way"? No, no, no. There was no gangsters on the set. You can say it to us the grave. Well, somewhere. All right. So, um, and also like you kind of sat with Pop, you know, that night and um. Vegas, you know, what was, like, kind of, like, his vibe like? Because kind of looking back now, like, if you look at that last picture, it seemed like he knew something was about to happen. Well, I mean, he was always prophesizing something was going to happen to him. And things had already happened to him. He'd already been shot, you know. So, um, you know, when I seen Tupac at the fight that night, he was just hyped up and wild, you know. Um, it's almost like he was looking like he was looking to get into something. I don't, I, you know, and he did. You know, I'm about to get into that fight in the lobby. You know, which they say it was basically retaliation, but I don't really know what's happening there. It's not for me to decide. I don't really care. He lost a young brother. You know, he you know, lost a young brother with a lot of promise. So that's all I can really think about at that point. But yeah, you know, even when I'm on the set with Tupac, I just you know, was always wishing that he could just leave that street stuff alone. You know, now that you mentioned the street stuff, um, um, I know he was shot prior to the, the stuff in Vegas, but was that like around um, when Above the Rim was um, being filmed, what happened What, in Vegas? No, 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 the first shooting incident. I was, I was trying to kind of put the timelines together. No, 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 no. He shot two off-duty police officers. Oh, right. While they're in Above the Rim, down at Vegas, Atlanta. Were you guys, like, ever concerned about, you know, about the production being shut down because of, you know, little stuff like that? Well, it wasn't shut down, but it was definitely, um, you know, delayed and we had to change things around, obviously, because he wasn't available. Right. And, uh, and also, on Above the Rim, like, you work with uh, Marlon Wayans and um, Dwayne Washington. You know, what type of ballers were they off camera? Because I know Dwayne Kahoot, like, legitimately. Yeah, no, Dwayne is a very, Dwayne, Dwayne was one of the last people cut from the New York Knicks, the year Mark Jackson was a rookie. So he played here at NYU. Yeah, he was a very good ball player. You can tell that watching the movie. Um, Marlon, on the other hand, um, I have no idea. No, because he couldn't ball in the movie. So I don't know, you know, I, I, I know he's not, I'm, I'm pretty sure or hope he's not that bad. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I have no idea because we never hooped, yeah. Did any, like, real-life, um, like, um, hoop games ever, like, break out on set? Oh, yeah, yeah, before, before we were filming, we were at NYU gym, every afternoon, hooping, you know, the best street ballers, and, you know, Dwayne and I, yeah, it was great, and real games, of course. <laughs> it's New York. <laughs> Did any pro players ever pull up to... Um, one of them run? No, not, at least not while I was. Right. Been... Oh, yeah, it definitely would have been something interesting. <laughs> like that. Um, and while you were like filming, still on the basketball side of things, like did you guys have to go through like a camp or anything, or it was just like your natural movement? No, yeah, no, we, we just worked out in balls, you know, that's all. Uh -huh. it, it balled, yeah. 
the rest was acting. You know, you know, Wood Harris can ball too. Like I ain't know he can ball until I see him hoop in real life um, one time. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, do, I think he came off this um, this ball play in the movie. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of my favorite scenes from the movie was um, was the last scene when he pulled out the gun on you. Mm-hmm. After you cook the team, like you'd be surprised how often that happens in real life. I'm sure in his city, um, that's a story that can be told over and over. <laughs> you know, I kind of see. No, I don't want to say that because, <laughs> um, like, and you walking into the park, that scene where you were walking in into the park late, um, like it's so iconic, you know. Mm-hmm. And Rafa Olsen skips Malu, he kind of develop a reputation for like showing up to to the rucker games like late like in the middle of the um yeah a lot of quite, quite a few quite a few of the, the, the legendary street ballers used to do that it goes all the way back to like um guys like Artie Green you know um come to the game at halftime you know or show up at the game uh with the reps and leave at halftime after you drop forward <laughs> did you get that um influence from them or that was just something that they kind of wrote into the movie no that's the way that that's the way it was scripted yeah all right and i definitely could see that happening you know some of the guys leaving with the refs especially the how the refs call some of the players but but that's not the story <laughs> and i kind of wanted to touch, to touch some to touch on this like some of the basketball scenes in the movie you know, I wasn't sure if that was a glitch or not, but like you threw like a half court pass to yourself and still finish um, the alley. Like, what was going on with that? What was that? Um, it was when you showed up to the park in the corduroys. It was like you it threw like a half court pass. I threw was twenty. You finished it, not me. Oh, I could have sworn somebody threw a half court pass, and then like it was the same person that actually caught it and then finished it. Nah, nah, I had to show me that clip. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, yeah, I'm going to look for it right now. Actually, while, while I'm talking. And um, <clears throat> and what current NBA players you think Birdie would have recruited to play on his team against Kylie Washington? Because, you know, I sort of I sort of think, like, Patrick Beverly, he would have been a good nah. birth man. You said who would he recruit to play on his team, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, most obviously we recruit Kylie Irving. He's right here and he got a street ball game. He recruit Kevin Durant because he's just an out out just beast of a, <laughs> of a player and plus he you know, he he um he knows the street ball game. He's been out there, he's played at the run. Mm-hmm. Yo, say for instance if um Birdie had Ben Simmons on his team, and Ben Simmons was, you know, scared to shoot, or he passed up an open shot. Like, what would Birdie reaction be to him? He'd probably shoot him. <laughs> Man, just like that. Well, I don't think he would. Make sure something. <laughs> All right, so like the '90s, you know, it was a good time for hoop movies. You know, why do you think we you have, have to? You have to. You have to realize what Birdie did. Dirty didn't, didn't ask his, his guy to shoot somebody who just busted him up in a game and took the championship. That's his brother. Man. Oh. He asked somebody to kill his brother. 
You realize how serious that is? Now that I think about it, that's real serious. Because I be forgetting sometimes that um, Birdie and, and Shepard were my brothers. Kind of like Cain and Abel. A little bit. You know, um, what was the last great hoop movie that you seen? You know, I seen Hustle a couple months ago. That was pretty decent as far as um, like realistic basketball scenes go. Really? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. So yeah, you should, you should definitely check that out. It's kind of long, but you know, one day when you don't got nothing to do, you can just, I guess, check that out. I thought Hustle was a movie with Jennifer Lopez. Nah, The Hustle with Adam Sandler and um. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the one with J Lo. That's a that's another type of. Well, exactly. <laughs> You might find James Harden in those circles. You know, um, in your book, what makes a good basketball movie? That, you know, everyone playing basketball can really hoop. And then it's about how it's shot. You know, those are the two most important things. But um, as far as, um, you know, basketball is just a backdrop for any story. It has to be a story to be told. You have to care about characters follow the characters, that's what makes a movie. Not like that's why sports say. Oh, true. You know, is there a basketball um, storyline that you want to kind of see documented? You know, I I read somewhere that Dennis Rodman was on. Um, he was in production for his um, antics in Las Vegas. I think that would be pretty Yeah, but, that, but that's not basketball. <laughs> Someone related a basketball movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a movie, but... Yeah, yeah, but it's not a basketball movie. Or, um... Or a biopic on Bill Russell. I kind of I kind of wanted somebody to do that while he was still alive, though. Um, yeah. It's a great story. Especially being there in Boston. All the yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Bill Russell and Kobe. But I think it's kind of too soon for Kobe though. I think eventually that'll be a good role. Yeah, I mean, you, you never can say something's too soon. I mean, look, they just did one on, on Giannis. <laughs> and he's still like, you know, one of the top three players in the league. And the dude's not even 30 yet. He got biopics out. So, um, what do you think about this year's Knicks squad? I think they'll be better than, next year, than last year. And I think that um, they can avoid injury. And, um, you know, stay in the top five in the league on defense, which is how they did so well last time. Um, no, they, I mean, they don't have the firepower. They're not going to put up 120 points on a lot of teams. But if they keep these teams under 100, like they did that year, they were good. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. And that's that. That's the style of tips. Yeah, and I think they'll be, just like you said, within, like, the top five. Like, I don't see them falling to... You know, seven, eight, nine, ten. What do you mean for the playoff race? Yeah. Oh, that I don't know. I mean, I, I just say they just need to be in the top five on defensive team in the league for them to do well. And they'll be right up there with on um, defense. You know, that's Tibbs calling yep. card. Yeah, that's his calling card. So they can do that like they did two years ago. Um, they'll be okay. 
you know, and I think this year RJ is going to take a big step. You know, I think he's been kind of been trying to break through, and I think this is the year. No, I think he's that means right on schedule. I mean, he's, he's taking a big step. He just got a new contract. He averaged you know, over 20 points a game last season. Um, yeah, he's, he's moving along nicely. You know, and I think he'll be in consideration for most improved player. I think do like this year. I think he'll average a good 25 points. Like we'll see. Than. We'll see. You know, we'll see how much. Let's see where he is on the option. I mean, right now it's like the number two option. So, um, but you have to realize we also have a shoot first kind of point guard. You know, you know, you know Brunson is very much a, a he's a scorer. He likes you know more than he is like a, um, a distributor. So we have to see how that works chemistry wise. And, and it's, if RJ is getting the ball in his spots, he's you know called upon enough. So you know that when Randall's out the game, he's, he's dependent on more, but he should be dependent on more even Randall. And then we also have the situation where you know, we need to get Obi Toppin more minutes. You know? he's, he's showing us that he deserves more minutes. You know, so we got we got you know, and that's tough because usually he's been coming in 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 place of Randall. So are we going to get to see them in the game together or, you know, is that just going to be his replacement? We're going to see. You know, I think Tip got something against um, Obi because, you know, dude just can't get minutes to save his life. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tough when you are, you're backing up the team star player. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, he, he's the backup for Randall. So unless he figures out a way to move him around, or to play him and Randall together, you know, it's going to be tough. You know what this kind of remind me of when the Knicks had David Lee and Eddie Curry, but Eddie Curry was the starter and David Lee came off the bench, but David Lee was the better player? Oh, yeah, doing, doing much more work, yeah. And so I think it's kind of a, a similar situation. So but I don't think they'll play together, though. I think Randall will get traded before. Well, we'll see. But you know, um, I, I have to let you know that we have just two more minutes left now because I have a four o'clock. Oh, all right, yeah, no problem. <clears throat> all right, so I have to ask you this um, before we go: Knicks or Nets this this year? Like, who do you think is going to have the the better season? Hmm. I mean, talent-wise, the Nets. Um, it should be. I mean, they have you know a lot of firepower. If they can um, they can stop people. They're going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And one thing about Ben Simmons is he's always been a top-notch um, elite defensive player, which is something that they need. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. You know, you got that kid who's a really good outside shooter who was back uh, last year. I forget his name. Um, yeah, you got, you, got, you, got a lot, you got a lot to work with. I mean, this is the same team that, you know, Minus James Harden, you know, people were picking to win it all. So, facts, man. And the thing I like mostly about this that New York City basketball is back. Knicks, Nets, no matter what side you choose, you know, you should be good. Well, what's, what's, what's really nice, it could be great if, if that is the case, because then what would mean is that New York sports is back. You know, both our football teams are in first place right now, or close to first place. Okay. Which is unbelievable, especially because one of them are the Jets. <laughs> All right, we got we, we know about that. We know about our Yankees. We know about our Mets. Both playoff teams. 
that still should be in the playoffs. And um, yeah, so basketball can come through. And all of a sudden, you know, New York is back in the sports world, front and center. Facts, man. All right, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? Yeah, always. Um, um, I play a role in um, a new series on um, Amazon um, Studios' new series called Higher. And um, currently reoccurring on City on the Hill on Showtime. And my latest movie is one of the top streamers on Hulu, which is um, A Day to Die with Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo. All right, Leon. Thank, thank you again for your time, man. No problem.